Oh, I see you're wearing a pink shirt today. Welcome to The Daily Drive. I'm your host, Ken Noor. You can find me on Twitter at, at Ken Noor. That's K-E-N-K-N-O-R-R. Make sure you hit that favorite or subscribe. Thanks and enjoy the show. Today, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of the different methods of communication. We're going to talk today about how communication can make or break us, and also how we can get unintended consequences from the communication that we choose to use. The methods we have today to communicate with others are endless, from Twitter, Facebook, Facebook Messenger and other instant messenger applications, text, phone calls, email, face-to-face meetings, Snapchat, other types of video chat. Again, the choices are almost endless, and I'm sure you can think of many more. All of these different methods of communication can be broken down to two very large categories. The first we like to talk about at that company are IBC or interruption based communications and the other is non-interruption based communication. So what do I mean when I say interruption based communication? Well interruption based communication means that when I choose a specific type or way of communicating then I'm actually interrupting the other person that I'm communicating with. When I text somebody, pick up the phone and call them, or if I walk into their office to go see them, I'm choosing to interrupt them from whatever they're doing right now and making my communication the most important. And what I may not realize is that I may not be the most important thing that they need to be working on right now. And I'm thinking about when I'm working with employees or partners, And by choosing an interruption-based communication, I'm actually saying, I am the most important thing that you have to do right now, even though what they're working on may actually be more important. And flip that around, when people use interruption-based communication with you, they are saying whatever it is that they're working on right this moment is so important that you need to stop doing what you're doing to handle communicating with them. The non-interruption based communication means that they can handle your communication with them at their convenience. They can prioritize when they're going to respond to you. So, for instance, a text could be an interruption based communication depending on how you handle your text uh, or how the other person handles their text. Do they stop? right then and deal with it. 
Email, on the other hand, is definitely not an interruption-based communication unless they allow it to be, but it definitely gives them the opportunity to prioritize when they are going to respond to that communication. A phone call, absolutely interruption-based. The phone is now ringing unless there's some other reason that I'm not going to answer my phone. If you call me, you definitely are going to interrupt me, and I am going to stop doing what I'm doing right then to handle your communication. Interruptions for employees and even for myself can be difficult because whatever I'm working on is uh, being stopped and interrupted and it may take a while for me to get back into whatever I was doing and come back up to speed to finish it. We all know what it's like to be interrupted or constantly interrupted and have a day where our interruptions are actually disrupting our ability to get things done. So when you choose your method of communication, you really should think about the recipient of your communication and what is going on with them. And rather than what's really important to you at the moment, consider whether or not you need it immediately and it's worthy of an interruption. There's a simple test that I run in my mind when I'm choosing that communication and it works pretty well. The thought that I have when choosing a communication method, whether it's going to be interruption or non-interruption based, is what my reaction will be if I don't reach the person. So if I were to think about making a phone call to somebody, and if they were not to answer and it were to go to their voicemail, what would I do? If I would then stop and pick up the phone and call a different phone number, or get up and walk into their office to go see them because it's that important that I need the information right now, then I'm probably choosing interruption-based communication because it truly is necessary. But if I'm willing to leave a message, if I'm willing to say on that voicemail, hey, this is Ken, call me back, then maybe I shouldn't have chosen an interruption-based communication in the first place because I am willing to wait for their response. A written, non-interruption-based communication can be a superior way of communicating. For instance, I really do like email because I can put in writing what I was going to talk about anyway. And by putting it in writing, I end up with a, a written document that I can refer to later about what that communication was about. I memorialize my conversation by putting it into writing. I can refer back to that document for clarity. The deadline was, in fact, Monday, or the deadline was Tuesday. It reduces miscommunication because I put it in writing. But written communications can bring other types of miscommunication and very dangerous types of miscommunication. can be dangerous. We've all experienced the danger that a written communication can have on Facebook. The problem is that in written communications the recipient is the one that determines the tone that a written communication is read or interpreted as. So the example I like to use uh, for this is Oh, I see you're wearing a pink shirt. 
Now imagine that that sentence is written down. Depending on your frame of mind or what you are thinking that day can mean a lot as to how you interpret that sentence. When speaking with someone, we use a lot of things to interpret meanings behind what they're saying. We use body language, we use facial expressions, and we use voice inflection to determine what the speaker is saying. But we don't have those things available to us as human beings when we're reading something. So, oh, I see you're wearing a pink shirt could be said here on a podcast so that you can get my voice inflection in a lot of different ways. Oh, I see you are wearing a pink shirt. Oh, I see you're wearing a pink shirt. Oh, I see you're wearing a pink shirt. Each one of those with a just a slight change in voice inflection actually changes the meaning pretty dramatically. And so we need to be aware of that when using written communications that misinterpretations by the recipient can easily happen. So there's a few things you should know when using written communications. One, written communications are not for sarcasm. Sarcasm is not interpreted well on the other side. Sometimes it's taken very seriously rather than the sarcastic tone it may have meant to be conveyed in. The other thing you need to be aware of is as a recipient yourself, that when you read something and it evokes emotion within you, perhaps you should stop and read it again. Sometimes we read things into text that we receive or emails that we receive that the sender really didn't intend. Personally, I use a simple rule of thumb. I really do believe that most people did not wake up this morning with the intent to piss me off. And so, if I receive an email or a communication that evokes emotion from me, anger from me, I really do slow down for a moment and contemplate that thought. They didn't get up today intending to make me mad. So why am I mad? What am I reading that's making me mad? Well, maybe they are making me mad, but the first thing that I will do is I will break the cycle of written communication. Efficiencies are good, but when emotions are involved, relationship trumps efficiency. So I'll stop the cycle of written communications and pick up the phone and call and speak to the person or even better, stand up and go see them if they're in the same office. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Daily Drive and that you come back again tomorrow. Special thanks to our sponsor, That Company. Why should you work with That Company as your private label or reseller partner instead of those other guys? 
because we get results for your client. That's why we're the private label provider of choice for some of the biggest names in the digital industry. You just don't know it. If you want to give us feedback, send us a voice message on the Anchor app or drop by dailydriveshow.com. And don't forget, you can listen to us live in Central Florida at 7.30 a.m. on WQBQ. Have a great day and hit that subscribe button or even write us a review.